This episode of the Productivityist Podcast is brought to you by Skillshare. Now, I've got a class on Skillshare. Lots of people have classes on Skillshare, but it's not just a place for people to teach stuff. It's a place where you can learn skills that are valuable to you, your business, and your life. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. You can get that special offer by tuning into this episode of the show. So stick around and I'll have that for you a little bit later on. But for now, let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Productivityist Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Vardy, and this week on the show, my guest is Dr. Brian E. Robinson. He is the author of the book, Hashtag Chill, Turn Off Your Job and Turn On Your Life. At first, I was confused. I didn't know if it was chill with the hashtag to kind of accentuate it, but you'll hear my thoughts on that right as we get into the episode. We also talk about a whole bunch of different things, such as the structure of the book, how he suggests people approach the book when they pick it up, um, the the C's that he mentions during the book, including the one C that kind of uh, is the gateway to everything else, uh, why this book was the one that needed to come out now, and so much more. I had a great time chatting with Brian, and you can hear there's enthusiasm on both sides of the line. There are a couple of points where you hear a little email arrive on, on Brian's side, the uh, the very distinct sound of an email arriving. So Bear with that, but there's a lot of quality information and insights in this program. So hashtag chill, relax, sit back, and listen to my conversation with Dr. Brian E. Robinson here on the Productivityist Podcast. Enjoy. I'd like to welcome Brian Robinson to the Productivityist Podcast. Brian, thanks for joining me today. It's great to be here, Mike. Thanks for having me. So the book is called, now is the book called hashtag chill or just chill? It's hashtag chill. Yeah. Hashtag important. Because, I mean, remember when the hashtag used to be like just the number sign and it would just not sound as good to say number sign chill. So hashtag chill, turn off your job and turn on your life. And, um, you know, I'm really, really excited to chat with you because, you know, when when people are talking about time management and productivity, um, there's so many people to try to fit in and cram in so much into a day, into a week. And they don't tend to think about things in terms of longevity or or in 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 the scope of you know a year a life, let alone a year, right? They're 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 trying to figure right. out you know how to how to do all this. What was you know and and you know going through the book, I, we'll talk about the way it's constructed because I think that that's important. But before we get into that, it's just you know why did this book buy you? Because you've written several. Why was right. this book the the one that you needed to put out now? Well, because the problem with uh, people slowing down and living in the present hasn't improved despite all the research coming out showing that, you know, people live longer, people are uh, are more productive when they're more balanced. Um, so I wanted to, I, I've written books about work addiction, but I really wanted a book that would um, be geared to the population, just anybody. You don't have to be a workaholic to read this book, but so many people today uh, are trying to do too much. They're overdoing, they're overstretching, they're burning out. And so I just wanted to write a book that would be for anybody who uh, needs to slow down and, and live in the present. The, the, you mentioned a lot of important uh, facts about, you know, what this does to us over time. And one of the, of the things I talk a lot about in the book in a very simple way is the neurology 
uh, because when we're living this way and we're fried and we don't take time out for ourselves, we are living from what we call the sympathetic nervous system, which is really the stress response. So that's kind of like changing tires going 80 miles an hour, and it takes a toll on our body. Uh, and what happens when you hashtag chill is you put the brakes on. And if you just do that for five minutes a day, and there's research on this, and as a therapist, this is what I tell most of my clients who are burning out or stressed, five minutes a day can change your life, can make a huge difference. And just sitting and contemplating or meditating, taking time out. But a lot of people think, gosh, if I take the five minutes out, I'm going to lose the five minutes I could have been reaching my deadline. But the opposite is really true. You know, it's fun. I've been spending a lot of time uh, in recent months looking at biases, cognitive biases, because that is, to me, one of the, and, and I mean, I'm preaching to the choir here when I'm talking to you about this, but but this idea that, you, you're right, like, um, you know, Questlove wrote in his book, Creative Quest, about this idea of micro-meditations. You talk about mindfulness mm -hmm. meditations. These, right. you know, the idea that, I mean, heck, I'm wearing an Apple Watch right now, and literally, as we were talking, uh, you know, my watch said, take a moment to breathe. Like, the app just literally that popped up. Why, you mean, what what can what can the book do number one but you know to help people kind of like the break through that that bias of i just don't have time to slow down i can't take that minute i can't uh you know a minute's not going to be good enough you know there's all these little things that kind of get in our way what what right. what do you do well, what is the book? yeah let's let's go it's through that a waste of time yeah. yeah well there are a number of different what i call tools and some of the readings one is halt, and you don't have to do, you can be driving your car and think of halt, and that's hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. And that acronym will remind you to slow down, either eat or deal with your anger or call a friend or rest. So there, there are these kind of um, quick uh, ways that we can all slow down and be in the present. Another one is what we call open awareness. It's when you, you can be driving your car or sitting in your office and just, and I do this with clients a lot, just take two minutes and listen to every sound you can identify. Now, what that does, it puts you in the present moment. It activates what we call the parasympathetic nervous system. So that's the neurology. We can see this in MRIs. It actually slows down your heart rate, slows down your breathing, loosens your muscles, in three minutes, if you just listen, you will hear things that you didn't even realize were there. Could be a fan, could be your stomach gurgling, could be traffic outside. And what that does when you when you stop after three minutes, you feel relaxed. You actually feel calmer. You feel mm -hmm. chill. Um, by the way, uh, when I talk about hashtag chill, here's the other thing. Usually people think of that as kicking back and watching a football game or lying by the pool or taking a hike. And that is part of it. But this book is so much more about more than just that. It's about how we react to uh, life uh, and what happens to many people who are in a hurry and rushing is they're driven, which means they're a slave of external circumstances. This book helps you become what I call drawn, which means you're more centered you're living from the inside out instead of the outside in. And it helps you ask the question every day, how am I treating life? Not how is life treating me? You know, that old saying, mm -hmm. how's life treating you, bud? It's the whole idea of what am I doing with this situation? 
when the car pulls out in front of me and I slam on brakes? Am I yelling and screaming or am I calming myself down? Or if it rains on my picnic or things don't work out the way I want them to. Life is not on, on Brian Robinson's terms and life is not on most of our terms. Life has its own agenda. And when we can fit into that instead of have it fit into what we want, you automatically are chilled. So there are readings on things like reactivity, perfectionism, uh, impatience, and very simple ways on how you can become more centered and live from that place on a day-to-day basis. No matter how many deadlines you have, no matter what curveball life throws at you, no matter what happens, we all have the power to do that. But if but we have to practice it. So one of the things that we're talking about the construction of the book, one of the things I, I really liked about the book and appreciate it is that you broke it down into months because right. I think what a lot of people will do, especially, and I mean, if we, we don't even need to focus on the workaholic component, but let, let's just play in that playground for a little bit is, and I've noticed this with time management and productivity methods is people, when they, they adopt it, they go, okay, I need to do it all right. Like I need to, okay, I'm going in, especially at this time of year for, if, if you're listening to this episode, uh, at the beginning of the year, like say January, or if you're like me at the time of year that you want to start the year, um, and you're like, okay, this is the, this is, I'm going to go into the next 12 months, the next, you know, uh, the rest of the year, whatever it is, and I'm going to dive in. Um, to me, that can be a recipe for disaster when, you, because, you know, again, you, you're, you're trying to do too much all at once and it's almost, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. almost counter, uh, intuitive yeah. and counterproductive. Right. Yeah. So how important is it when you're adopting this kind of mindset? And then you talk about the idea of temporary scaffolding, which I love because I'm a big boundaries guy and the, and the idea of putting up temporary scaffolding and then right. later using that as kind of the, maybe the, the initial framework for the, the limits and boundaries that you want to put in place that are more steadfast and more, more solid. So can you talk about like the, the, intentionality of putting this book together in a monthly kind of, um, you know, framework, what was the, what was the, maybe I already gave that away. What was the meaning behind that? And secondly, what, what, if people were to do this month by month, do you think that's a better way to approach it? Or is there certain ways that you, you work with people to say, Hey, look, if you're going to start to hashtag chill, this is, you know, let's not, let's not go crazy here. Here's the steps that I recommend you take. Well, you know, the reason it's broken down, one of the reasons it's broken down that way is because, as you said earlier, uh, many of us, when we hear, oh, take five minutes or go meditate, it sounds like such a huge commitment that we don't even attempt it. So when you break things down in smaller steps, it, it seems more feasible. Like five minutes a day, we have 14, 40 minutes in a day. Everybody has five minutes somewhere, and it still leaves 14, 35. Um, so, and in the book, I talk about one step at a time, uh, easy does it. Um, these these kinds of little uh, phrases we file away in our mind, and it's it's like a mantra that comes to us during the day when we catch ourselves. So this is where the mindfulness comes in, that you become more aware of the water you're swimming in. And what I mean by that is most of us are not paying attention to the water we're swimming in. But what this book does. It helps you sit on the riverbank and start to take a bird's eye view of your life. And you start to be aware, become aware of, oh, my heart's pounding. You know, I, I don't have to do all this right now. So we're, we're, we're coming from a whole different place on the inside as opposed to allowing the external circumstances pull us around by the nose. 
But the 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 other thing about the monthly uh, divide is if you pick the book up in March, you can start in March. You don't have to start in January. You can start at any point in the book and circle back around to the beginning. That's another reason it's broken up that way. Why do you think people struggle so much with spending time in the now and they tend to look, I mean, you talk about in January, I mean, the idea of Janus is, you know, looking both forward and backward, the God yeah. of the, you know, there's very, the center line is kind of the now, which is the smallest kind of piece. And and actually when you're thinking about most things, you know, the making of a film, the production piece is actually the smallest amount, whereas the pre-production, the post-production are the longest. What, why do you think so many people struggle with, Hey, this is the moment I'm in. Let me do what I can in this moment versus the regret and possibly shame of what happened before. And then the aspiration yeah. or the, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the, I guess more of the aspiration and the ideas of what the future may hold. And the, and they go that way as well. Right. You know, part of this, part of it, not all of it is mother nature's fault. Uh, we are wired with what scientists call a negativity bias. And what that means is, if I'm living in the present and I'm not paying attention to what happened to me the time the dog attacked me and I'm not looking out to see if in the future if there's another dog that's going to attack me again, then I'm going to be dead meat. So part of it is we're wired to uh, look at toward the future for survival purposes. Um, and that that's the big thing. The negativity bias is is like if you're driving on the interstate and there are beautiful flowers your brain is going to automatically go to make sure that you're not going to run off the road or run into another car, as opposed to just look at the the, the flowers or, or whatever is interesting on the side of the road. So we do have that bias, and it takes three positive events to offset one negative event. And this is science. This is not my opinion. Um, so the the book includes this this thinking, and it helps. If, if Mother Nature. Uh, says if you want to be happy, you got to go beyond survive. All I care about is that you survive. So this book is about learning to live in a different way, not just at a survival level, but um, at a, a a place of calm and uh, clarity and compassion. And you notice these are all C words. That's not accidental. Mm -hmm. um, curiosity, confidence, courage. And creativity. I don't know if I said all eight of them, but there are eight C words that let you know you're in hashtag chill. And that's a whole different way of living from the inside out as opposed to the outside in. And what it does, it empowers you when you're in that place. And we can't be there 100 percent of the time. But when you're more in that place, you start to feel like your life is, is working. You feel like you're more in charge instead of at the mercy of every little uh, rustle in the bush that comes your way. So living in the present moment is what hashtag chill is all about. It's, it's, it's great to run 10 miles, but if you're running 10 miles and you're worried about, you know, am I going to get that promotion or am I going to get this uh, client, then you're not really in hashtag chill, even though it's a good thing to do health wise to exercise and, and get that in. But uh, being in hashtag chill is really living your your life in a different way. So and that includes being in the present moment. And there are very simple ways to, to get there. And a lot of people hear about meditation or mindfulness and they just immediately turn off the switch because mm. 
They associate it with the drug culture. Some people, at least in the South here, associate it with the drug culture of the 70s. Has nothing to do with that. We have tons of research coming out showing the brain and the benefits of the brain and the mind when we take time out just to be in the present moment, even if it's five minutes, to um, to just go within and connect with ourselves. Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now... You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Managing passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure, and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. Welcome to the world of 1Password, where your entire company can generate strong, unique passwords, store them securely, and access them across any device without ever needing a reset. Imagine never having to click Forgot Password again. With 1Password's award-winning design, managing passwords becomes a breeze for you and your entire team. It's trusted by millions, including top companies like IBM and Slack. Here's the best part. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at onepassword.com slash productive convo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products. Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it, and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. 
The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. Okay, we're going to take a break from the proceedings to talk about the sponsor of this episode, Skillshare. Now, for those of you not familiar with Skillshare, it's an online learning community for creators. With more than 25,000 classes in design, business, and more, you'll discover countless ways to fuel your curiosity, creativity, and career. You can take classes in social media marketing, which I've done, uh, mobile photography, creative writing, and even illustration, and even Productivity, yes, I have a class in there, and uh, it's it's called time, an introduction to time theming, and it's one of those things I talk about when it comes to time crafting, productivity habits that stick using time theming. It has almost 30,000, as of this recording, students in the program, and uh, just the platform, Skillshare itself, is just a solid platform for creators like me to put courses on there and share the skills that we have learned over the years, hence Skillshare. But there's lots of other productivity, uh, you know, classes that are on there. Francesco's put together ones on Notion. So you can learn about very particular apps if you want. Uh, You know, you can learn about uh, things such as SEO. You can learn about, uh, you know, uh, mindfulness. So as we're talking to Brian here, maybe you want to dive into mindfulness and you want to take the time to learn more about that. If you were to look up mindfulness uh, on Skillshare, if you filter your your class results, there are lots of classes on mindfulness. There's just a plethora of great classes here on Skillshare. So whether you're looking to discover a new passion, start a side hustle, uh, gain new professional skills, boost your productivity, what have you, Skillshare is there to keep you learning, thriving, and reaching those new year goals. Now, I'm a big believer in learning. Uh, in fact, I have a day that I've themed specifically for that. It's every Thursday. And Skillshare allows me to go in and do either the just-in-time learning that I might want. So for a very particular set of business skills, if I want to learn a bit more about SEO or I want to get better at Instagram, I can do that. But also the the lifelong learning stuff, the stuff that I'm going to want to learn over the long tail, like mindfulness, like productivity practices. And I would suggest that you, you, you take a look and dive into Skillshare and you can use the special offer that Productivity as Podcast listeners have. So Skillshare is offering Productivity as Podcast listeners two months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. That's right. You get two months of Skillshare for free. Just use this special offer. Here's how you do it. You go to Skillshare.com slash timecrafting. So again, go to Skillshare.com slash timecrafting to start your two months of Skillshare for free now. That's Skillshare.com slash timecrafting. I highly encourage you to check out Skillshare. I'm a big fan and you'll be a big fan too. I'd like to thank Skillshare for sponsoring this episode of the Productivity is Podcast. And now let's get back to the podcast. I want to um, circle back to one of those C's that you mentioned because it, it piqued my interest, especially considering I, I listened to Elizabeth Gilbert on the TED uh, interviews that she did. Uh-huh. She talked about curiosity and yeah. the difference between curiosity and she prefers the term curiosity over passion. Um, yeah. What Curiosity to me, and, and, and I want you to expand on this if you can, it, yeah. it, it does take slowing down and time because it's, it's, it's almost, um, it's deliberate. It's to me, it's, it's more. So can you, can you unpack? I know there's, there's the eight and I definitely want people to, to know about those. You've, you've covered a a great deal of them, but the book definitely dives into the more detail, but let's focus on that one in particular right now, the element of curiosity and, 
and and how that can help you with with the hashtag chill lifestyle because that's one I've been spending a lot more time with versus the idea of being passionate and and, and having passion in your life but being curious. Well, I'm so glad you brought this up because that of all those c words that's the gateway. It's not easy to get passionate if it, if your heart's not in it. I mean, you you can't. It's not easy to get there, but most people can get to curiosity. And when you can get to curiosity, then you can usually get to clarity. You can usually get to compassion. Let me tell you what I mean. I'll just give one little simple example. Sure. Let's say I snap at a colleague uh, at work, and then I go into my office and I say, what a jerk you were for doing that. My judgment shuts everything down. But if I can get curious, it helps me be in the moment and say, why would I talk to someone like that? What's going on here? It opens the gate and it can help me look within. Oh, I didn't get any sleep last night. My spouse is upset with me or, you know, I had a wreck this morning or it helps you get to the answer. And it 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 calms you down and puts you in the present moment. Passion uh, is is not as easy to get to. But curiosity can get you there uh, once you start to give yourself a break instead of judge yourself, which we call the second dart we can or second i call it the second zinger the first zinger is what i is me snapping at someone mm. and the second zinger is the judgment that i throw at myself and that's where i suffer and as you as you do this work as you spend more time in hashtag chill you start to come more from hmm, what made me do that and you're not you're not shutting it down by judgment you're open and you're willing to take a look at it. And then that all of a sudden gives you clarity. Oh, that's what it was. Oh, now I got it. And it gives you compassion. And now I can, instead of being mad at this person that I snapped at, I have empathy for her and I can go apologize. Does that resonate? No, totally, totally. And I think the other thing about passion is passion can be blinding too, to a certain extent, right? You know, if you're passionate about something, you you kind of, it cuts you off from so many other things, right? That's true. That's true. Um, but curiosity is, uh, if if we had uh, all of us who are listening to this, and you, Mike, and me, if we could just take that one word and just file it away and say, I'm going to be curious today. No matter what happens, I'm just going to be curious. It is amazing what will happen. It's like you start to see life in a whole different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you. I mean, you listen. You listen better. You look better. There's so many oh, things that yeah. Look differently. I mean, it's like here in Asheville, I live in a beautiful city in the middle of the mountains, and some days I'll pretend that I've never been here before, and I'll get curious, and all of a sudden I start seeing things that I wasn't even aware of, because it puts you in the present moment. It allows you to see the blind spots that you're you've rushed by or hurried by. And here's another thing you can do in five minutes or less, or th- I mean two minutes while you're driving to work. And it changes your mood. It puts you in a more positive frame of mind and you feel better. And that's again one of those things that leads you into chill, the, the place I call chill. I think the other thing that that I find interesting, I want to there's a couple more things I want to touch on before we wrap up. <clears throat> is again, we talked about this a little bit earlier, the idea that most people want to go, I'm going to do it all. Again, going through the book, you don't have to do all of this stuff. You provide people with with a good myriad of tools and and and, and tactics that can uh-huh. help them adopt the hashtag chill lifestyle. So if you only do one element of it, uh, you're going to be that, that much better for it, right? 
Exactly. And it, it's like if you do one element, it can it's, you know, trigger another one. Right. Um, and some of it's organic. It, it just happens on its own. If you it, it's kind of like going through the gate and then you go into this beautiful garden and all it starts unfolding. So, yeah, just the main thing is just to start somewhere and, and don't let that negative thought that says, oh, it's too much or I don't have time or it's not going to help that much. That that's not true. That's a part. It's not even the you talking. It's a part of you that wants to keep you productive so you can survive. It's it's survival living. It's not being it's doing. And they're 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 both important. We need to do and be productive. But people who are able to be are more productive, actually, which, again, it's a, it's a paradox, but it's true. The, the uh, Aesop's fables, the uh, tortoise won the race. Mm-hmm. Off the rat. Yep. And and I think the other thing that, that, and I was actually having a chat with a couple of friends recently about the idea of savoring things like, you know, be, being in the, you know, I mean, I journal and I've talked about this before on the show. Um, and I think that's helped me savor things because um, in the moment when I'm journaling, I am reflecting. And you talked about this at the very beginning of the book, the idea of like, Jan- again, Janice looking forward, looking back. I mean, when I, when I journal, it's more about here's what happened today, but I'm thinking about it in that present moment. I'm slowing down to do that. And it doesn't matter yeah. when you do it. I'm a night guy. So I do it before I wrap up my day, whereas uh-huh. some people might do it in the morning. But I think that the other thing, and I, I want to get this from you before we go, is is this idea that... Um, you know, you talked about being more productive and there's this qualitative productivity, the idea of doing the right things as, a, as opposed to doing as many things as possible and checking off as many boxes as possible. You could do that all day long, but you might be checking off the wrong boxes or you might be checking them off in the wrong order or you're doing you're checking off somebody else's boxes instead of your own. Yeah. How, yeah. how important is it? Um, like, are you a big believer in this? And we're seeing a lot more of this, of this quantified self of tracking, like, how did I spend my day, all that stuff to kind of because. Uh, hashtag chill. It doesn't seem to be the antithesis to it, but it certainly doesn't. Uh, it doesn't necessarily. I wonder how you could incorporate that for people who are still stuck in this quantitative productivity. Like I'm going to, you know, I need to, productivity for them is still very much a how much did I do today as opposed to of what value did I do today, regardless of whether I did 30 things or three. Yeah. Well, I like the idea of a to be list, first of all. Uh, alongside of a to-do list. Uh, And the reason is because it's a very simple exercise and it helps us uh, experience what's happening in different ways. Um, So so that's part of it, uh, is, uh, you know, being in the the present moment. Mm -hmm. But the way I would respond to what you're saying is instead of thinking about what I'm going to do, and thinking about what I've already done, those are great things to do. But and and this comes organically that you don't even have to plan for it. But as you start to practice some of the tools in hashtag hashtag chill, what happens is as you're going along, you develop the muscle memory of you know how am I approaching this task? Am I am I calm or am I frantic? And what do I need to do right now to slow down? So what eventually happens, it becomes muscle memory and you start to automatically, instead of worry about this next thing you're going to do, am I going to reach the deadline? You start to be in that moment of there's no problem right now, that there's no issue right now. I'm doing fine. So you start to evaluate the in-between of of what you didn't do and what you 
uh, evaluate that you you want to do. I don't know if that makes any no, that, sense. No, that totally makes sense. And another thing that I've done really recently, and again, if you are a to-do list type of person, put things on your to-do list that you might not, like if you think that like making a difference in someone's day is something that you want to do, put it on your to-do list. I mean, it sounds, yeah. for some people, it sounds like, well, that sounds pretty, again, pretty frou-frou and kind of, no, but if you want, if that's something that will incorporate that to-be component that you're talking about, put exactly. it on the list because right. you're already looking there anyway and it's going to resonate deeper. I just started doing it not too long ago and you know what gets done every single day without fail is making a difference in someone's day. And it doesn't have to be um, massive. It can be something small. But, it, you know, so I think that there, there's that. I think a lot of people when they're using these tools and these these digital tools, especially, or they're, it doesn't matter when it comes to productivity, they think about things in terms of how many things did I get done? Not necessarily yeah. the Im- long-term impact or value of it. Whereas if you slow down and if you hashtag chill, you can think about things like, was I curious, uh, you know, was I curious today? You can even do things like use all of the, the eight C's you talk about. And this is actually an interesting yeah. exercise for people who follow my time crafting methodology. Use yeah. them as modalities. Hey, I'm going to go into curiosity mode. What are all the things that I've, uh, that I've, exactly. that I've had interest in before that I want yeah. to be curious about it? You, well, you don't have to, you don't have to make it so um, uh, clinical. You can you can exactly. you know I you can make it more human. That is, that is so spot on. Um, the, this whole idea of am I being uh, empathetic right now? Uh, the, it starts with what I call a reverse progression. And when you evaluate at the end of the day, and you say, "Oh, I could have been more curious in that situation," or "I could have been more compassionate," what starts to happen is the next time you catch yourself. Uh, changing in the middle of a situation. And then as you continue to practice it, you become that more qualitatively present before the situation even happens. So it's a reverse progression. And I made that name up because I don't think there's any other term for it. But it's important to evaluate at the end of a project or the end of your day or end of your month. But when you do that, you have to do it without judgment. That's really important. It needs to be done with self-compassion or it will backfire. And if you can do that, then it helps you know that the next time you'll, you'll realize you're in the middle of it and you're you're switching over from that quantitative to the qualitative. Brian, this has been a great conversation. We could probably go on for much longer. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, I want people to go grab this book. Uh, it's called Hashtag Chill, Turn Off Your Job and Turn On Your Life. Uh, you can pick it up, obviously, on Amazon. Uh, there'll be a link in the show notes. Where else can people learn more about you and your work, Brian? Well, my website has pretty much where I'm going to be, and it has uh, my blogs for Psychology Today and a lot more information about uh, the book and about some of the other articles that I've written. And the website is brianrobinsonbooks.com, and Brian is spelled B-R-Y-A-N, Robinson, R-O-B-I-N-S-O-N.com. Brian, thanks for joining me today on the Productivityist Podcast. Thank you, Mike. My pleasure. And there you have it. That's how the interview went down. I'd like to thank Brian Robinson for joining me on the show this week. You can get all of the details of what we talked about in the show notes. Of course, you can subscribe to the podcast by going through the show notes. There's a link there that you can subscribe wherever you're listening to podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts, 
wherever you're listening to it, you can subscribe to the show if you liked it. If you, and if you really liked it, ratings and reviews help as well. Don't forget to pick up Brian's new book, Hashtag Chill, Turn Off Your Job and Turn On Your Life. Again, links to that in the show notes. I had a great time this week. And, and uh, you know, it, the timing of this episode is perfect because as I'm recording this outro, I'm about to head off to Hawaii for a few days. So I am going to turn off my job and turn on my life, pre- preferably uh, you know, in, you know, with some sun in the background, because where I live, uh, from November to May, it's, it's a perpetual state of gray. So some sun and some hashtag chill time is exactly what I'm looking for. Uh, I'd like to thank you for tuning in to this episode. I'd like to thank my producer, John Polstra for putting this episode together. I'd like to thank Skillshare for sponsoring this episode of the show. And again, to get those two months of Skillshare for free, go to Skillshare.com slash timecrafting and you'll get that uh, that deal, that offer, uh, that promotion. It's such a great way to kick off the year, no matter when you started. Uh, again, Skillshare.com slash timecrafting to get those two months for free. And, uh, you know, Again, uh, I hope to see you next episode. We've got a lot of great episodes. Uh, we've been running this podcast for a really long time. And if you if you did like this episode or you, you have some feedback, please leave us ratings and reviews because John and I look at those and we want to make the show better. And it starts with you. It starts with how do we, how do we, you know, do we, who do you want to have on the show? Uh, do you want to hear less of me and more of the guests? That's one of the things that came up uh, a while ago. And I've been working harder and harder on that that kind of thing. So again, if you love the show, subscribe to the show. You can do that wherever you're listening to podcasts. And again, uh, ratings and reviews always help. They help us make the show better. They help people find the show. And that's really what we want to do here is help people with this podcast. I hope this podcast helped you. I'll see you next time. Until then, I'm Mike Vardy, the host of the Productivityist Podcast, reminding you to stop guessing and start going. See you later.